This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. It's been a very busy couple of weeks for investors. Both the Australian and US reporting seasons have arguably been a touch better than expected, albeit expectations weren't that high to begin with. There's been ongoing soft data out of China, the Jackson Hole Symposium, where the world's central bankers remained fairly hawkish on rates, and some resilience in major economies, notably the US and indeed here in Australia. To help us work out what it all means for investors, I welcome back to The Point, Tim Hext, Head of Government Bond Strategies at Pendle. Tim, welcome back to The Point. Thank you, Sean. So where do we stand after the past few weeks, after reporting season particularly? Well, without going into the miniature of the equities reporting season, because I'll leave that to our equity guys, but I think one of the themes that has particularly come through in regards to interest rates in the markets is that so far so good in terms of rate rises and the economy. Uh, It doesn't mean to say the economy hasn't slowed, but we haven't seen any evidence of a sharp slowing down. And in fact, even though it's probably too early to say we've got through the fixed rate cliff okay, so far the bank reportings show that people are managing, and not everyone will be managing easily, but people are managing with the significant rise in interest rates from the fixed rate cliff. And so the RBA would feel two things about that. Firstly, They'd feel happy that, you know, people are coping, but they'd also be, you know, looking at it thinking, well, what, what's going to happen over the next three to six months? You know, is, is this effect going to wind its way through or is the economy going to start actually showing some impacts from the higher rates, which we haven't seen yet? Have you been surprised that the economy has actually held up as well as it has? And I mean, I can ask the same question for the US as well. I think there's a different thing going on in the US. I'll just start with Australia. Yes, a little bit surprised. But we've got to remember, we really are only halfway through the what we call the fixed rate cliff. August and September are the peak months. Uh, the six months from July to December is the peak six-month period. So it's definitely too early to say that there hasn't been any significant damage done. But the banks are telling us from the people who did come off fixed rates in the previous six months that they are coping. And I emphasise coping being different things for different people. Some people will be coping with some stress. Others will be coping easily. But so far, no evidence of people having to sell homes or people having to do anything drastic like that. And that's probably got more to do with the employment picture. So that's Australia. So yeah, a little bit surprised. The US is a different story. And we've, I think most people notice, but certainly everyone, we've been talking about it for some time. US is far more fixed rate economy. So the buffering from higher rates is, is far bigger over there. In fact, you know, most residential mortgages are fixed for 30 years. So most residential mortgages aren't feeling any pain with the rise in rates. Yeah. The corporate sector did a lot of fixed rate locking in back in 2020 and 2021, and generally there for around about five years. So it won't be until 2025 that the corporates really start to feel the pain. So their economy is far more buffeted. But the second thing is, and this is a sharp difference between the US and Australia, the US has actually got expansionary fiscal policy in place at the moment. Australia's fiscal policy is contractionary. And by that, I mean, you know, we back, we're back in budget surplus. There are big tax cuts coming, but not till the middle of next year. The US in the last six months, surprisingly, has seen their budget to GDP, the budget deficit to GDP, had improved to around about minus 5%, and now it's heading back to minus 10%. 
In other words, there's a lot of fiscal money flowing into the US economy. And I think that is one of the main reasons we're seeing such resilience in the US. And the, you know, the much forecast and much talked about recession, which I must admit uh, at the start of the year I was disposed towards, just isn't happening. But at the start of the year, we thought, you know, US policy would be contractionary and now it's turned expansionary again, which is another whole topic probably for another podcast. But it does mean their rates are going to be higher for longer and uh, definitely they'll be higher in Australia's for longer as well. Okay, just on that, and we had it in the last week or so, central bankers meeting in Jackson Hole. What is the take locally? Where, I mean, where do you think uh, we're going with interest rates here and then perhaps the US and other economies? Well, the theme is that, you know, the worst of inflation is past us. And by that, I mean, you know, the numbers which are around 8 or 10% are down to 3 or 4%. But if you look at the actual current rate of inflation, as opposed to what was happening 6 to 12 months ago, you know, we're getting quarterly numbers nearer to 1% now. In fact, the last one was a bit lower. So let's call inflation around 4% in Australia. In the US, it's looking like it's going to be closer to even to 3%. So I think central bankers are quite rightly kind of saying, well, we've now got afforded the opportunity to sit back and watch a bit more. We're not playing catch-up anymore. And that's why we're seeing rates unchanged at the moment and probably unchanged in Australia for the rest of the year. But they're quite rightly sitting there and going, you know, from here on in, the easy gains are gone. Mm. You know, supply chains have reopened. And we're going to start to have to see whether how much of the damage from the last couple of years of inflation is sort of structurally getting baked into the economy. And there are, for every area now where you sit there and think, well, inflation should come off, there's also an areas where you think, well, hang on, perhaps, you know, it, it can get worse. And healthcare is a classic one, both in the US and Australia. Through various means, healthcare has been uh, held down in the last couple of years, but potentially we see that over the next year or two pushing higher again. And insurance premiums, another one we're seeing now. So, all the delays are starting to come through now. So central banks are sitting on the sidelines. They're watching and waiting. But the idea that we're going to get rate cuts, with, particularly rate cuts without a major slowdown, just looks more and more unlikely. And that's why you're seeing a little bit of pressure on bonds in the long end of bond markets. Okay. So for an investor, tying all this up for investors? Yeah, look, I think the message is for now we're still in a holding pattern. And what I mean by that, I mean, you're going to get buffeted by some good news, some poor news, you know, some numbers like retail sales will probably be under pressure, but other numbers will be holding up okay. You're going to get mixed signals. And in mixed signals, you know, what that equals for markets is, is kind of range trading markets. And we've seen that with Australian equities, you know, some optimism turns to some pessimism, but the cycle, the very short-term cycle is only a sort of a month-by-month cycle at the moment. So I think we're going to see us continue along this path. When we emerge from it next year, that's where we're going to start to see, you know, what's the next 10% move in things like bonds or equities. And, you know, right at this moment, the resilience still seems to be there. But as I said, it's a little too early to call. I don't buy into the idea that, you know, higher interest rates just aren't having an impact. They always have an impact. It's just a question of how big that impact is. And, you know, it's going to be a sector by sector thing. So even if you look at, you know, for every person who's suffering from high mortgage payments, there's also, you know, 70% of those savings are actually lent by Australians who are now benefiting from higher interest payments. And you can see that in the spending habits of retirees who obviously their incomes have significantly increased. So it's a very mixed picture. And for me, managing money, you've got to respect that for now. The mega trends are probably on hold for the next six to 12 months, but we'll be keeping a very close eye on everything uh, to see what emerges. Tim, thanks for talking to The Point. No worries, Sean. 
That was Tim Hext, Head of Government Bond Strategies at Pendle. You've been listening to The Point Podcast from Pendle. I'm Sean Aylmer.